James Kennedy Ministries presents Truths That Transform. Abortion advocates shout, my body, my choice. But they purposely obscure the fact that there's another body involved, that of the baby. I literally am the 1% that is used 100% of the time to justify abortion. But yet, the circumstances of our conception never change the condition of our worth. What about the rights of the human life in the womb? You will meet a man who most would have consigned to death on today's Truths That Transform. Welcome to Truths That Transform, a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries, where we are standing for truth and defending your freedom. We have been focusing on the sanctity of human life this month, and in challenging times, we can be encouraged to know that this is an area in which faithful Christians are making a massive difference. We are perhaps all weary from the political and cultural war that's been fought on this issue, but on today's program, you'll hear what God says in His Word about the value of unborn babies. And we begin by introducing you to a man who would not even be alive if most pro-abortion advocates had their way. Our own David Wright has more. You know, when it comes to the issue of abortion, I literally am the 1% that is used 100% of the time to justify abortion. But yet, the circumstances of our conception never change the condition of our worth. My biological mother experienced the horror and the violence of rape, and yet still was courageous enough to give me life, to give me the gift of adoption. I think about the fact that his mother went through nine months of an incredibly traumatic pregnancy. And even through all of the difficulty of that, she found the courage to choose life. Ryan Baumberger's story is a testament to the pro-life belief that even though the circumstances surrounding conception can be tragic, human life is still sacred. I was rescued, I was adopted and loved, and grew up in an amazing, diverse family um, that taught me a lot of things. I grew up in a tiny little family of 15. I have six brothers, I have six sisters. Ten of us were adopted, and we were all adopted out of, well, brokenness, because that's how adoption happens, you know, both in the natural and the supernatural. And what adoption does is it brings healing and restoration. He is so appreciative of not only the gift of life, but the gift of adoption that his birth mom gave him. I know that my life would be radically different if I wasn't married to my best friend, the father of my children. We've walked through um, you know, birthing biological kiddos and also walked through adopting some of our children. And I know that the world is a better place because Ryan's in it. And he really is that tangible example of good things can come from very difficult situations. Like many children of adoption, Ryan tried to find his birth mother. 
I wrote a letter to my birth mom and recently published it. I've never met my birth mom. I searched for her years ago and the search came up negative in that there was no response. So I don't even know if she's alive or, or if she chose not to respond, which I would understand, you know, considering those circumstances. But as a creative, I've tried over the years, how do I, how do I thank her? I've tried to figure out how do I express my gratitude to a woman who, who chose courageously to be stronger than abortion. And so the letter really is just my heart about, you know, the, the love that I grew up with and you know, the love that I have with my, my wife and my, my kiddos and how her singular decision is continually causing these beautiful reverberations. She could have chosen what the world thinks is an easier route. I don't think choosing abortion is an easy thing. But she made a decision that she could never fully comprehend at the moment. And a lot of times when we're in, in the middle of uh, pain and confusion, we're fixed in that immediate. And I'm sure she couldn't see the next month or the next year. But here we are decades later. And her courage is still generating beauty. <laughs> so I just hope one day she actually reads that letter. My heart is always moved when I speak with other women who have been through the situation that Ryan's birth mother went through and um, the choices that they've chosen to make. It's amazing to hear so many testimonies of women who share that one of the things that was really redemptive in such a dark um, season of their life was birthing a child. Ryan and his wife Bethany co-founded the Radiance Foundation a pro-life group that seeks to foster a culture where human life is valued and has purpose. The Radiance Foundation is a life-affirming, educational, nonprofit organization that my wife and I founded about 14 years ago now. And we are just passionate about illuminating the truth that every human life has God-given purpose. So whether you're planned, unplanned, able, disabled, you have purpose. It's our heart to illuminate, educate, motivate. So our heart is to illuminate the simple truth that every life has intrinsic, irrevocable value. And so we educate about a myriad of social issues, and that's we cover abortion, adoption, fatherlessness, poverty, all in the context of God-given purpose. And our prayer is that we would motivate people to not just have faith, not just have knowledge, but to actually walk it out and impact their sphere of influence. Currently residing in Loudoun County, Virginia, the Bombergers are on the forefront of the pro-life battle, all while raising a family of their own. Now I'm an adoptive father of four kiddos. Two of my kiddos were also adopted. And so I'm very passionate about the fact that life is purpose, whether you're planned or unplanned. We have my oldest who's 17, Radiance. We have a 14-year-old, Makai, a 13-year-old, Aaliyah, 11-year-old, Justice. Our kids are involved in our ministry. They're involved in the Radiance Foundation, so they travel with us, and they get to understand these issues from a first-person perspective. They get to meet some of the most amazing people around the country, people who have given their lives to serving, uh, the, you know, serving others, serving God, serving the kingdom, and it's really remarkable. And we're just so honored that the Lord would give us the opportunity to serve Him the way we do, not just working full-time for the Radiance Foundation and working in ministry, 
but to be their parents full time and to be able to walk through the highs and the lows and the challenges of parenting has been such a blessing. And for Ryan and I, it is so important that even as we speak about difficult social issues and we go out and we talk to different groups of different sizes, at the end of the day, in the walls of our home, we want what we're speaking out there to be alive in those walls first and foremost. And so we love the challenges that life brings, but we're just glad that we're walking through this together. There are a lot of people who embrace the lie of abortion because it's often in the abstract. My prayer is that my life actually makes it tangible. I'm that tangible example, you know, being that fringe example, having been conceived in rape, I'm, I'm something that is often in the abstract for people. But that's why when I speak in college campuses and conferences and churches, I'm right there in that flesh and blood example of what so many people have rejected or the lie that they've embraced that I don't deserve to live. And so I'm always approaching this compassionately because I understand a lot of times we, when we embrace a lie, it's because we just don't know. It's an ignorance because we aren't aware of the truth. So my hope is that I'm able to speak that truth and be that living proof that God enables triumph to rise from tragedy all the time. As Ryan Baumberger notes, he is the 1% that is used 100% of the time to justify abortion. But thankfully, his mother chose life. And instead of becoming a statistic, he now fights for the millions of others deemed unworthy to live. The abortion industry has made its inroads by denying the humanity of the unborn child. And as our culture has been carried along by that denial, we have become increasingly scarred and murderous. Dr. D. James Kennedy counteracts abortion's big lie with the truth in this portion of his powerful message, fearfully and wonderfully made. Today I would like to tell you about something that I sincerely doubt that a handful of you have ever heard of before. Something which is of enormous consequence and of great importance. It is a scientific discovery which indeed impacts strongly upon our faith. And it has been described by a scientist as one which is to be ranked with the greatest achievements in the history of science. The discovery rivals those of Newton and Einstein, Lavoisier and Schrodinger, Pasteur and Darwin. It is a discovery which is as momentous as the observation that the earth goes around the sun or that disease is caused by bacteria or that radiation is emitted in quanta. 3,000 years ago, King David declared that we were fearfully and wonderfully made, and that my soul knows right well. Well, today, 
we would have to say that what he knew about it was very little. It is obvious even on the surface, as many have observed down through the centuries, that we are an extraordinarily, wonderfully wrought creation, that the human body is indeed astonishing in many ways. And what is this incredible discovery? It is, and I quote from <clears throat> Professor Dr. Michael Behe, who is a microbiologist, a biochemist at Lehigh University. <clears throat> and he says in a marvelous book, which I am very indebted to for uh, this <clears throat> message, he says this, he says, what was discovered is that at its base, life is composed of machines. A rather astounding discovery that at our foundational level, and he's talking about the level within the cell at the molecular level, we are made of machines. Not one or two or ten or a thousand or a million, but trillions of machines. And we have about a trillion machines in every one of our three trillion cells. Now, this discovery was made because of technological advances in microscopes. In Darwin's day, the microscopes were pretty weak, and uh, so he thought of the cell something like a, ping, a small ping-pong ball with a, a pea in it. In fact, it's interesting that the key, the key to persuading people of evolution was the portrayal of cells as simple. Because the whole thrust of evolution is movement from the simple to the complex. And therefore, it had to begin with what Darwin repeatedly called a simple single cell. It's interesting that Ernst Haeckel in Germany, uh, no doubt Darwin's greatest uh, booster on the continent, said that a cell was a, quote, simple little lump of albuminous carbon. It was a little glob of something with no internal organs in it at all. Now that's where evolution began. And what has been discovered is a horrendous, stupefying, Lilliputian world within every cell of your body that is complex beyond the farthest dreams of anyone. And yet it's all made, not of metal or plastic, but it's made of living tissue, largely protein, in all different shapes and forms. And it is a fascinating thing to see. Now, in the last decade or so since this discovery has been made, there have been thousands of articles, scientific papers, books that have been written about it to other scientists describing this astonishing Lilliputian world uh, 
of millions, trillions of machines. But he began to make a computer search of all of the books, of all of the reports, of all of the scientific conventions, of all of the various articles that had been written to find something that at least attempted to explain where that mind-boggling complexity came from at the very rock-bottom level of our existence. And he says, there was a strange and eerie silence. Thousands of articles talking about it, not one attempting even to explain it. It is beyond the ability of evolutionary science because they are irreducibly complex. He uses a very, very simple illustration of what is meant by irreducible. That means some kind of a machine that has a number of different interrelated parts where if you remove any one of them, the machine won't work at all. And that's what these machines are. He gives as a simple illustration a mousetrap, which is made up of about six or seven little pieces. We're all familiar what they are. It's irreducible because if you remove any one of them, you won't simply catch fewer mice, you won't catch any mice at all. And that's what these machines are. There is no way that they could have built up from something simple. That, dear friend, is what you are. There are more machines inside of you than in all of the factories of the world combined. Yes, indeed, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, it is interesting that Darwin said in his book, he knew the theory of gradual evolution by natural selection carried a heavy burden. And this is what he said. If it could be demonstrated that any complex organ existed which could not possibly have been formed by numerous successive slight modifications, my theory would be abundant, would absolutely rather break down. Dr. B, he says, that this discovery of irreducible complexity at the very base of life meets that criterion and thus breaks down, completely destroys the theory of evolution. And the conclusion, he says, as we reach the end of this book, we are left with no substantive defense against what feels to be a strange conclusion that life was designed by an intelligent agent. And the simple single cell 
that Darwin postulated and that modern science sought has proven to be a phantom instead. And in place of that, he says they find systems of horrendous, irreducible complexity that inhabit the cell. People sometimes ask if if God has a sense of humor. I think he does. People set out to prove that there was no God and that life is the result of merely naturalistic and materialistic causes. God looked down at one of the three trillion cells in your body, each inhabited by a trillion complex machines. And he looked into those, that machinery and he smiled and he said, <laughs> wait till they get a look at this. Abortion has hidden and flourished behind a veil of lies, euphemisms, and denials. Millions of women have been duped into killing their own children as a result. A couple of months ago, a Saturday Night Live actress asserted that she would only have been able to have a career as a comedian on television because she aborted her baby when she was 23. The number and magnitude of cultural lies and twisted priorities that pushes someone to reach that conclusion and celebrate it is absolutely staggering. That's why clarity and truth are so vital when it comes to the sanctity of human life. And that is exactly what you will find in the book, Lord of Life, Developing a Christian View of Human Life by Dr. D. James Kennedy and Dr. Jerry Newcomb. Amidst the fog of lies perpetrated by a culture that is suppressing the truth and unrighteousness, Dr. Kennedy breaks through with the light of the Bible. This book will arm you with the true biblical perspective on abortion. The Supreme Court is reconsidering Roe versus Wade this term, and if they overrule it, states will be free to legislate on this matter for the first time in nearly half a century. Now is the time to persuade our fellow Americans on the true value of all human life created in the image of God. And this book will help you do that. We will send you the book, Lord of Life, as our thanks for your generous donation to the ongoing work of this ministry. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339. Or call toll-free, 877-962-7677. Or go online to djkm.org. And if you are able to give a generous donation of $60 or more, we will send you the Lord of Life book plus the film, Roe vs. Wade, on DVD. This movie was released in theaters in 2020, but much of the corporate media worked to bury it since it tells the untold true story behind the case. This powerful drama, which stars Oscar-winning actor John Voight, provides a compelling and deeper look into the parties involved on both 
sides of this landmark decision. You will want to not only see it for yourself, but share it with others who need to know the truth. That's the book, Lord of Life, Developing a Christian View of Human Life, as thanks for your generous donation, and the book plus the film, Roe vs. Wade, on DVD, as our thanks for your generous gift of $60 or more. And as you give, you will be helping us proclaim God's truth through television, internet, documentary films, print resources, and much, much more. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339. Or call toll-free, 877-962-7677. Or go online to djkm.org. The horror of legalized abortion for virtually any reason has now been with us for 49 years since the Supreme Court spuriously decreed it to be a constitutional right in its Roe versus Wade decision. But for the first time in a generation, the possibility of seeing Roe gutted or completely overruled by the current court is greater than it's ever been, for which we give thanks. Nevertheless, America has the blood of more than 63 million innocent children on its hands. In a time when progressives take to the streets chanting that black lives matter, those same progressives support the genocidal slaughter of black babies. Did you know that for every 1,000 black babies born alive in America, another 474 are aborted? This is an ongoing moral calamity and we as a nation have much to repent of. But I also know that there are some watching this program who've been personally affected by the tragedy of abortion. Perhaps you've had one or more yourself or paid for one or facilitated one. Study after study shows the pain and anguish to those who've been involved in an abortion. But I want you to hear the truth. As dreadful as abortion is, God offers you grace, forgiveness, and healing. There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus for those who come to him in repentance. You can be saved and forgiven by receiving Jesus. And that's true of any other sin you may have committed. Have you given your life to Jesus and found that forgiveness and acceptance? If not, I invite you to pray with me right now. Heavenly Father, I know my sins are enormous, but your forgiveness through the death of Jesus for my sins is even greater. Lord, I want to turn away from those sins and receive Jesus now. Please come into my life and forgive me and save me. Amen. Well, if you sincerely prayed that prayer for the first time, we have a vital resource we'd like to send you at no cost or obligation to you. It's Beginning Again, Dr. Kennedy's book for new believers to guide you in your relationship with Christ. Contact us to receive a copy today. And may God bless you as you do. D. James Kennedy Ministries is standing for truth and defending your freedom. I'm Frank Wright. Thanks for being with us. Here's a look at the next Truths That Transform. 
When we look at George Washington, we're clearly looking at the great icon of our country, the United States. That's next week. This has been a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries.